What is up, Smugcasters? Uh, this week's episode brought to you, as always, Ranger Nutrition. Uh, Ranger Nutrition, disabled veteran-owned company. They sell all-natural sports nutrition products, and they are freaking amazing. Um, from their protein powder to their pre-workout formulas to their weight loss supplements, they we've got BJ on some uh, testosterone replacement. Uh, it's doing him wonders. He feels feels better than ever. It's all natural, which means you can combine them to make combos. Uh, you can make your swole combo, which is my favorite. Uh, it's your uh, max out uh, pre workout drink, along with a Catalyst XT and some Nitro NO2. It is wonderful. Uh, if you go to their website, that's rangernutrition.com, use promo code SMUGCAST at checkout, you will receive 15% off your order. Uh, that's Ranger Nutrition, designed for fitness warriors. Also, got to thank Repo Records. They hooked it up here over the holidays. The studio is looking fantastic. I uh, can't thank them enough. Uh, but that's Repo Records, taking the music back. Also, big shout out to uh, Jay's Wings and Seafood over on the east side of Indianapolis. Uh, they have some great food. I mean, absolutely. I know I've said it before, but I love, love the cheesesteak. It is, it's, it's great. I'd love to have one right now. I'm starving. Uh, but if you get in there, order, use promo code SMUGCAST, uh, you will get 10% off your order. And uh, got a very special guest in the studio this week, uh, our friends from iNormal. And with that, this is SMUGCAST. I'm trying to run to the chopper and you're... My GPS is always stuck in the goddamn jungle. Come on. This is Smugcast. Listen up. All right. Welcome to another episode of Smugcast. I'm AP. Uh, with me, as always, my man, the BJ. Feels good to be back in the saddle again. It does. It really does, we man. Haven't, we haven't um, done a live one in a while. I know. We've had we had to pre-record a bunch, and now this is the the first live one that we've ah. came back and actually been able to do. And we're coming back <clears throat> strong in this episode. We are. We are. We have a very special guest in the studio today, something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, we have Mr. Jack Kane. He is on the uh, board of directors for iNormal. How are you, sir? Good, good. PJ. And good. Aaron, Good to have you here, sir. Yes. Appreciate uh, appreciate the invitation. Look forward. Yeah, to it. I've been looking forward to this episode. I really have. I have too because there's a lot there's a lot that we can learn, and I think with everything that's going on around us, we have to be more open minded and not just have tunnel vision with everything. Oh, absolutely. And especially with the everything that's coming out, but necessarily might not be true about certain things that we need to just look at all sources that are around us apparently there's been a lot of fake news lately so i'm told <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to say there's at least two sides to every argument Absolutely. at, at yep. least two sides oh yeah oh yeah <clears throat> um, for those of you who may not know what i normal is which is indiana normal uh is actually the indiana chapter of the national uh i guess group normal which mm -hmm. is n-o-r-m-l which is the national organization to reform marijuana laws um i for those of you who do know me <laughs> you know that i you know used to be able to use cannabis i can't anymore um more's a pity yes um 
And I, I just really wanted to bring somebody on to kind of help spread the word that maybe we are looking at this all wrong. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to get in. We're going to try to get into a lot today. I know we try to keep our podcast pretty short, uh, but this may run long. It may not. I'm not sure. We'll just have to see where it goes. <laughs> well, thanks again for letting me come on, guys. I oh, absolutely. Um, so what, like uh, you say you're on the board of directors. Uh, what what does that entail? Well, Indiana, let me give some background on Indiana okay. Normal. People may not know it. Uh, it's like you mentioned, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. It's mm-hmm. been around since 1972. National organization. It has state chapters throughout the country. And uh, they've been working since the inception of the war on drugs from uh, Richard Nixon's time to uh, realize, to make people realize the futility of the war on drugs, particularly the war on marijuana. And uh, so each one of the chapters is working very hard to uh, do what we can to change marijuana law so people don't get thrown in uh, jail for using a, a plant. A plant. A plant. A, plant. <laughs> a natural plant. Yeah. A natural plant. This is not man-made. <laughs> exactly. So. And no, it can't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> cannot kill you. No, can't. No way. It's impossible. Yep. It's actually physically impossible if you want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. So we've got it's a not-for-profit organization. Uh, it's a bit, we've been around in Indiana for about 40 years. Uh, we were started by Steve Dillon, who is actually uh, on the board of directors of National Normal. Okay. Okay. He's one of the leading. Uh, was he's retired now, but he was one of the leading drug law lawyers yeah. in the state. Okay. And uh, volunteer organization 501c3 mm-hmm. uh, membership. I think we've got something like 500 members. Yeah. Uh, throughout the state. And we try and get around and do different activities so that people know that, uh, hey, there is a – that marijuana isn't a dangerous drug and mm-hmm. that the laws against it are ridiculous and we should do something uh, to change those. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I saw on uh, your website where you can become a member mm-hmm. of iNormal. Like what, what is – how does that work? Well, basically it's like any volunteer organization. It costs $25 a year for membership mm-hmm. and you get uh, – uh, we are trying to do a newsletter. We're revamping our technology, okay, coming up with a new website, got a new webmaster, and redoing, redoing some of the things, trying to get more uh, uh, technologically literate, if you would, yeah. and uh, get more. We're going to try and do some of the things we've done in the past. Uh, we've attended a gay pride. We always have a great attendance of gay pride. and get oh, a lot yeah. of membership there and, and a lot of donations, sell a lot of T-shirts and yep. uh, various bumper stickers and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at Black Expo this year for the second year, yep. uh, talking about the racist uh, impact of the marijuana oh, yeah. laws. Uh, we were uh, we actually, with, this year we were at uh, the uh, Indiana State Medical Association. Oh, really? Passing out some literature to some of the doctors. And I was really surprised we got a, uh, a lot of interest in that. And yeah. then we got... One of the things, I brought a couple of books here that I'll leave with you guys Okay, uh, that are really helpful. This one is uh, Emerging Clinical Applications for Cannabis and Cannabinoids, a review of recent scientific literature. This is by Paul Armantano, their normal deputy director. And it does an outstanding job of talking about in individual um, illnesses and ailments and how those are affected and can be uh, treated by cannabis and uh, cannabinoids. It's, it's, it seems like it's, it's, there's just no limit to... What it can actually help. It's it's amazing. When you stop thinking about cannabis, and it's like you mentioned, Aaron, that, uh, you know, uh, the correct term is cannabis. Marijuana yeah. was a slang term invented in the 30s. Well, it was it was a actually, derogatory term. It was actually, um, I found this out not too long ago, that marijuana was actually the name of a wild tobacco that grew in Mexico. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they they I know they they that was that was part of the reefer madness to what to try to make it right. sound more Mexican, more dangerous. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. and racist. So yeah. So we're trying to get out, and we do. Uh, so when you become a member, uh, you get to support the organization. Essentially, we don't. You know, yeah. There's not a lot of uh, other perks to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, 
We need all the help we can get. One of the things we're going to try and do in the future, we've talked about this for years, is to go around and do uh, like regional uh, meetings, okay, or, mm-hmm. you know, events, movies, discussions, whatever, yeah. like go up to Fort Wayne or down to Evansville or around. And I think that's going to be particularly helpful. We're trying to motivate. We need to mobilize people in a given community uh, to get out and get involved because the thing I've uh, learned from working with the legislature is that the legislators really don't care, okay? No. Other than being, you know, conservative, uh, generally speaking, they really want to have uh, some cover. So if they go, if you go into an area and your representative feels like, hey, look, there's a majority of the people in my district or a huge, you know, amount of people in my district that are for this, all of a sudden they've got some cover to, to go out and support that and say, yes, we should at least talk about this or maybe get, at least get a hearing for some of these marijuana bills. Yes, so. they, every every bill from uh, Senator um, Italian? Yeah. That's what, just not, it's not even received. Yeah, the, the Republicans won't even give it a, a no. chance. They won't even talk about it, which really in a democracy is uh, it's really antithetical to a dem- democratic process. Yeah. Like you were talking about, BJ. Okay, there's at least more, there's multiple uh, different venues and areas we need to consider uh, and uh, schools of thought and opinions. And to really just automatically out of hand dismiss it is yeah. uh, really detestable. Yeah. They, um, it's like now we have, uh, what, seven? There's seven different bills that go from hemp to yeah. Um, there's something like I didn't know the exact number, but it's five, there's five or six different bills, and yeah. it's really interesting because there's a uh, a big groundswell of activity. Uh, there's normal normal's been around here in Indiana for 40 years, uh, but there's also a couple of other organizations. Uh, Higher Fellowship, mm-hmm. uh, David David Phipps over yeah. here on the uh, down Beach Grove area. Okay, and most recently the one that's getting a lot of uh, headlines, a big article in the newspaper today. Is who's your veterans for cannabis? Yeah, a guy named Jeff Staker. Yeah, uh, who's I've, been, I've been seeing a lot of that lately. He's doing a great job. Okay, uh, getting out there and really rubbing elbows and, and talking with the legislators. He, he we he bought a bunch of these books uh, and sent them all to legislators. Oh, is that that's what he sent? Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing a, he's doing a tremendous job. And the thing that's great about that is that uh, one of the things we were talking about doing in the, during the the show here is to trying to debunk some of the myths and yeah, the, the stereotypes. Yeah. When when I testified several years ago about uh, the hemp bill, I think um, you know one of the one of the legislators afterwards says, "Listen, you know I'm not going to get out there and talk about." marijuana and and legalizing it because the guys are thinking about cheat you know a, a, a tie-dyed van and guys chief and chong jumping out of the yeah. back with smoke rolling out yeah. so uh we like i said before we need to provide them cover and realize that you know it isn't just stoners and there are a lot of everyday people and yeah. successful people who are using cannabis oh, on a regular basis. Well, here's something i read today that was really interesting is um, they had a uh, Wall Street obviously is taking notice. They had a phone conference, Cohen and Company, which is a century old firm. They said in a decade, in a decade, <coughs> it could be a fifty billion dollar industry. So my thing is, is what we're what he's talking about is how we're trying to do it for the right reasons, get it yeah. out. But my <coughs> biggest fear is all of a sudden. We start putting money over what we should do with it, the same way that we always do when things go to Congress or, oh, or yeah. when yeah, politicians right. get involved. Yeah, right. thing about one, Wall Street basically dictates how a lot of a lot of things work because we oh, know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You think? <laughs> think yeah. Welcome to America. So all yeah. of a sudden, if, if they're like, "Hey, fifty billion, yeah, how can we get involved? Oh yeah, and then all of, our piece and then, 
yeah, that's one of the problems that they've had in the areas uh, Colorado and, Mar- and uh, Washington, where the, the first adopters of illegal marijuana is they're trying to fight the influence of large corporations coming in and people who are not getting into it because it's a wonderful plant, can do a lot of good things for people. Yep. But just because, hey, I don't care about a spot or whatever, I can make a ton of money on it. Yeah. And uh, we want to, you know, obviously there's a ton of money to be made, uh, but we want to do it for the right reasons too. It's not just, I mean, this, this is a, a tremendously healing plant. And uh, we need to recognize that as well as its uh, marketability and, and profit potential. I mean, it's the same way when they got involved in the pharmaceutical company. Look what happened. Yeah. I mean, then we're overprescribing, and then now you, you got eleven year olds taking oxycotton. Yeah, yeah. They, they just they just uh, approved oxycotton in yeah. a uh, chewable in a chewable form for kids. Yeah. Now stop and think about the idiocy of that. <sighs> That's, that's just got to get them hooked. That's ridiculous. Well, got to get them addicted early. Well, I know, but that's also the Fucking same. Assholes. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's also the same people that are paying for campaigns. Yeah, right. And also the same people when you know they might lose an election. Where do they go? They go work for those companies to be lobbyists. Right. Yeah. It's just yep. the revolving door. But that and that goes back to what we we're talking about, which is getting people involved and getting people to contact the legislators. To talk to their county prosecutors about what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you arresting people and putting people into the prison system, all right, for, you know, essentially a non-criminal activity? And once uh, – and, and as part of that, having – when they do – in those states where you do have legalized marijuana, okay, or medicinal marijuana, is, is to say, listen, we don't want to have just huge, large corporations coming in and taking over. Monsanto? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's – and, I, it, and that's one object. and that's one of the and that's one of the things about it is I guarantee you the old myth of a gateway drug is I guarantee you these opiates that that people are using they lead to even things far worse and that's my personal oh, yeah. opinion you may not agree with me and that's fine well, like here here's here's a couple of little stats that will kind of show you how uh, oh by the way Aaron did a ton of AP did a ton of research actually, actually I'm so proud of you <laughs> actually I only did a little bit of research most of this knowledge was already in my head <laughs> so um, but you know you were talking about doctors a while ago um, the most recent stat as far as doctors uh, go um, is they say that 56 percent of doctors want cannabis legalized now yeah which that's that's even up quite a bit from last year I know mm-hmm. Um and if uh, you know, we were talking about money. You know, our national debt now is what twenty trillion dollars or yeah, something like that. That's a lot. Um, and I don't the most. I couldn't find the most recent stat, but um, three years ago, <coughs> uh, the U.S. government spent seven point seven billion dollars uh, to fight marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven point seven billion when our national debt's twenty trillion. That's a uh, it's a, it's a complete it, well. It's one. It's one. And this is the, the the bottom line of the whole thing. And that's as I talked about it earlier, is I think the focus uh, needs to be not so much about the details of marijuana. Is it good? Is it bad? Will it cure cancer? Will it cause lung cancer? Will it make you brain dead? Those kind of things. The biggest issue is, and this is when we used to have uh, a couple of years ago, we had a booth at the state fair, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was interesting. A lot of people come by and and were very pro. A lot of people were. <clears throat> excuse me, very negative. Uh, but even those people who are negative, you know, when you ask them, you say, okay, great. I, you know, they come by and say, listen, uh, you know, I know my brother, cousin, uh, uncle, whomever, you know, is addicted to this or that or the other thing. And they started on marijuana and marijuana is bad. And, or I was in Nam and the guys were smoking dope. They were no good as soldiers and blah, 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 blah. And when you start to discuss it and, and, and get, okay, that's fine. I understand that. And you start backing them down and say, okay, but is, is that 
really a good reason to put them in jail. Do you think we should spend money to put these people in jail for using pot? And almost all of them to a person to say, well, no, not really. We no. shouldn't do that. Let's okay. get them help. Yeah. Let's help if, them. If they need help, <laughs> yeah. if they need help, they do. But the, another thing, too, from a philosophical standpoint is should the government tell you what you can put in your body? No, I'm an adult. And it's I should, not. I should be able to it's make them my own mind. Yeah. Yeah, and back to this <clears> point <throat> about being uh, – it leads to this and this. It's everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. Oh yeah. It, it depends on the person on who you are. You can abuse cheeseburgers if you want to. You can get addicted. <laughs> I have, sir. I have, sir. <laughs> You're getting personal now. <laughs> and there's there was just there's a lot of articles recently, new books out about uh, sugar and how addictive sugar is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. If they subjected sugar to the same kind of, um, you know, attitudes and, and they looked at it the way they did marijuana. Everybody be in jail because they're using sugar. Sugar is yeah. addictive and deadly and will cause diseases. All Sugar's right. killed more people than, than uh, cannabis has, Absolutely. by the way, people. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember I was thinking about this I was thinking about this the other day and um, we were in the cereal aisle and I was thinking <laughs> and I was thinking about how I used to buy the sugar Wheaties. Aisle? Well no no sugar you, you used exactly, to buy yeah. Wheaties that had no sugar, no nothing. Because <laughs> right. yeah. you'd buy it because it had your favorite ball player on it. And then the next morning when you have it, it'd just be like yeah, you, I was going to say you sprinkle the sugar on it. Well, yeah, but yeah. but that but that's intentional sugar that you can control. Yeah. Okay, that's not like I didn't do anything but put milk on it. Yeah. And now I'm going to have it, and I'm taking you know so many grams of sugar. Yeah, but for frosted, kids. Yeah. frosted flakes and Lucky Charms are delicious. <laughs> no, there's no doubt about it. I just think it's absurd there's because no it. <laughs> I think it's absurd because we still sell cigarettes, which I smoke. I'll admit it. Yeah. But we still sell cigarettes, which I know it's going to kill me. Yeah. Right. But we still say because a lot of the farms are owned by, I think, the government now, a lot of them, right? And a lot of the tobacco farms are getting subsidies, right? Yeah. They were getting subsidies. Were. I don't know if they are so much now. They're but you see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. that's, that's, okay. that's something that they know, <coughs> but they're willing to say, well, you can make that decision. Yeah, you're an adult it, to yeah. smoke a cigarette. Right, right. Exactly. Same way with drinking. Well, we know you're uh, smart enough to know that. We're going to give this pre- prescription. You're smart enough to do that. Yeah. Uh, but we we just don't want that because we don't want everybody, you know, smoking smoking and then sitting. And we're not even necessarily say smoking. There's other forms that people can actually use this for. Right. Yeah. Because well, it goes back to that story of the the lady who uh, she was a doctor, and her child was having twenty some seizures a day. Yeah. And they found out a way to pull out the liquid. Yeah, the CBD. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he no cut THC. down the seizures. Yeah. Right. Oh, it, it, there's been many many. Yeah. Articles and, uh, and information about that, yeah. but the the, the the argument that the prohibitionists use to that, which I think is, well, your point is a very good point, is is uh, they're saying, oh, well, listen, oh, yeah, uh, tobacco is harmful, but we legalize that, and alcohol is harmful, and that's legal, but why should we allow a third poison to get into our society? Okay, well, folks, marijuana is here; it's not going away; it's it's continuing to grow in terms of usage. So it's not like you, uh, by legalizing marijuana, all of a sudden it's going to pop out of everywhere and people are going to yeah. start using it like crazy. They're not. If you want to use pot, chances are you're using pot now. Okay? There's yeah. a lot of it around. It's, uh, the, point, the bottom line of the whole thing in this is no matter who you talk to, you say, look, you talk to a prosecutor. Okay? How many beer distributors have you busted recently? Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. How, many, how many times do you, you break, uh, bust this gang and because they're selling alcohol? Well, none. none. Well, why is that? Okay, not, it's not because it's not dangerous. It's because they can't make any money at it because it's legal. Yeah. All right? Well, if they did the same thing with marijuana, all right, you wouldn't have gangs with guns and drugs, with with, gang, with uh, you know guns and lots of money, all right? You, it would be legal, and all of a sudden that crime, that so-called crime, would yeah. not exist. Yeah. All yeah, because, right? I, mean, I mean, we know <clears throat> that. I mean, obviously there's a lot of... Ill- 
illegal drugs that are coming in and out of the country and everything like that. But one of the biggest one is is that. Yeah. I mean, and they're saying half. Oh, I read a statistic. I'm sorry, I didn't mean no, to right. I saw heard a statistic in doing research for the program here that half of the drug arrests in the country are still for marijuana for possession of small amounts of marijuana. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it's you know you have the the prison system now that is you know it's 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 not it's private privately owned pri- right. prisons. Right. There's so a lot of profit in that. It is yeah. left up to the state to make sure that that prison is kept at like. I think it's like ninety some ninety something percent. We have the most uh, incarcerated. Um, what is it? Most incarcerated uh, by per capita by country. Yeah, yeah. We so far the most to keep people. by far to keep you know to keep that prison full instead of you know why instead of going after the big drug dealer you know because he's just one person. Right. Instead of going after that one. You know, well, let's go after the guy that maybe just has a joint in his pocket. Well, because El you know, Chapo or, or keeps getting it. away. <laughs> yeah. So well, it, you, instead of <laughs> instead of just getting one guy, now yeah. you may get you know five people that you know are just carrying a joint. Right. Because and one of the things they're doing that. <clears throat> excuse me. One of the reasons that they're doing that is because the it's low hanging fruit. It's yeah. easy to bust the the people with small amounts of pot. Absolutely. And they don't have. A lot of times they're, they're poor. Minorities don't have access to good legal care. And so they offer them a flea bargain, and they take the flea bargain to get out of trouble. Well, yep. it, So it's it's a, it's a really – when you stop and think of, about it from a standpoint of prohibition and all the horrible things that happen with the war on drugs, uh, it really is a travesty. And oh, that's yeah. the biggest problem. Yeah, absolutely. Because <clears throat> it, always, it always seems like we do a war on drugs when it starts affecting a certain um, – um, how do I say it? Certain tax bracket, mm. then that's demographic. All, demographic. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, we have a problem." Well, like we've always had a problem, but we 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 we're always reactive instead of proactive. <laughs> as, long, as long as it was just the blacks and Mexicans, it was not a big deal. But now that it's starting to be white people, young white people, and it's a different thing. And and that's and that's very troubling. Is my biggest concern <laughs> with any of this is I I think is. Only way we're going to get a lot of this accomplished is is with help with with through the government and through those channels. But my biggest fear is them being so involved in it. And that's my biggest fear is because we've seen what happens when they get involved in a lot of things is because they right. get, they have a tendency to I don't know. They, there, it's like you mentioned before, BJ. There's there's two aspects of this. First of all, is that how much money is created by them arresting people for marijuana? Okay, because they do get subsidies. From the federal government, from the DEA, all right, uh, the success on the war on drugs. So it's a money-making thing for them. It helps boost their arrest statistics. Okay, all the prosecutors and all the tiny counties around town can talk, or a state can talk about what how they're getting tough on crime, you know, and they're snuffing out drugs in their community. Um, so it's a, it's really a moneymaker and a, and a positive for them, all right, in their eyes. Uh, so you got that aspect of it, and then you've got the other aspect of it. If it does become legal, then, then the government's going to get involved and only allow, like they did in Ohio. The thing that's interesting is when Ohio, they had a legislation a couple of years ago, a referendum, where they going to allow legal marijuana, but they're only going to allow 10 different companies throughout the entire state yeah, they made to a control monopoly. the entire thing. They made a monopoly yeah. of that. Yep. Uh, and the people in Ohio rightfully said, no, we don't yeah. want this. So we don't want legal marijuana under these conditions. Yeah. They also voted for a referendum that said, 
the the state cannot set up monopolies. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so the drug warriors are going to say that oh that was in Ohio marijuana failed in Ohio. Well, it, it, yes, nah. it failed in Ohio, and there's good reasons for it. But right? the people made it fail. Yeah. Well, the the government made it for, fail. It's like well, you're talking yeah. about BJ, the, the government getting in, involved and, and letting big institutional people, corporate people, come in and try and control it. Yeah, and that's and that's. <clears throat> I just want for once, and I know that I live in a fairy tale land like Peter Pan, but <laughs> just do what's right. Just do what's right. You know, I, I look at it not like, necessarily on just on this topic, but as we're going in general, forward, yeah. in general, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, as far as cannabis goes, I mean, I I feel that if if it could help, I mean, one person, right? Then why not why not give it a shot? Exactly. Like you know, I mean, I just I, f- I feel like where nobody nobody cares anymore like nobody cares about the other person well it, 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 that's a, a general trend in all politics that we're seeing the, yeah. the um you know balkanization of, of the political spectrum everybody's got their own little uh yeah. you know tribe and their own little way of thinking and their own little uh, source of news and they yeah. can't see and i think that's probably one of the biggest problems we have in society today is a lack of empathy a yeah. lack of, regardless of what, uh, what color you are, what demographic you are, what political spectrum you are, we're all humans. And there's there's much more that connects us together than what keeps us apart. Oh, and absolutely. to realize that, that, even people like Governor Pence, whom I really think very, very lowly of, okay, and Donald Trump, they're human beings and we need to relate to them on a human level and start that whole process uh, and think like that rather than... Instead of you know thinking about hey my political party or my particular yeah. point of view, and well, that's, and that's one thing I noticed is <clears throat> the, the it's not it's it's almost like if you have to you either you're liberal or you're um, conservative conservative, which me and you have talked about a million two party system is stupid. Oh yeah, that's that's a complete yeah. So there and it's and but we don't like I want to give everybody a chance. It's like when they bring in a new boss. You're like, and one of your favorite bosses just left to right off in the sunset, whatever. And then a new one comes in, and right away it's just nothing but it's hate going out, hate coming in, mm-hmm. going out, going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, well, if you stand over there with him, then I don't know if we can be friends. So I'm like, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just helped you move. Human de- decency. Yeah, I just yeah. helped you move, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like as far as as far as Trump goes, um, you know, he said. You know, throughout you know the whole you know his campaign that you know and he kind of flip flopped <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You think? <laughs> I, you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty well documented. So, but. you know, but a lot of the times he said that you know he still kept on for medicinal. It seemed like like he still was kind of like you know I, I've seen a lot of good things of this that and the other you know. Right. Well, then it, then the dumbass goes and takes fucking Jeff Sessions. <laughs> right. Well, the there you know we can get we can spend days talking about oh, yeah. Trump and the incoming administration, but it's um, Trump's going to, Trump does, he's an opportunist, okay? He's going to, he's a con man, and he's, in any given situation, he's going to tell you whatever you want to hear to get through that particular situation, okay? I that can, particular yeah, news that. conference or whatever. Yeah. It's like, he's playing, like the words and ideas are just playing cards, and this, I'm going to play this card, okay? Yeah. And with you, okay, I'm going to play a different card, even this different, completely 180 degrees different from what I did over <laughs> yeah. here, okay? He's just short-term con man, okay? Yeah. He's trying to change. So God knows what he's going to do. Uh, they've talked about states' rights, uh, which is a good thing when you stop and think about what Colorado and all the entire West Coast actually has done. Yeah. Uh, 
what actually will happen with that? You know, Pence is a, an a, a extreme prohibitionist. Oh, yes. I don't trust him farther <laughs> than I can throw no. him. Uh, and also Jeff Sessions is a uh, borderline fascist, I think, without getting uh, too, putting too fine a point on it. Yeah. Uh, the, and when you stop and look at the entire thing, you have to back down and, and, and back up and see what started this whole thing. Why was the war on drugs started? And the modern war on drugs really goes back to Richard Nixon in the 1970s. The Schaefer and, Report. Yeah. And you guys are, don't, weren't around then, so you don't know, but... At that point, the, the country was pretty much boiling over with anti-war and anti-establishment uh, uh, fever. Okay, mm-hmm. There were demonstrations. The war in Vietnam was going horribly. Uh, and so Nixon, in order to stop this anti-war movement okay, and this anti-establishment movement, the counterculture, uh, when, and they talked about this. They just released a uh, um, statement that they uh, years ago or not too long ago from uh, – uh, one of his chief of staff, Edelman, I think, or I forget his. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, where he was talking about the reason he, one of the reasons he did that was try and go after the the youth movement. Oh yeah. Okay? It's a yeah. great way to do that. Is make all of a sudden they're using a lot of marijuana. That's the most dangerous thing in the world. They're not only is it dangerous, but they are a threat, an existential threat to the country. Okay, that they're going to destroy our way of life because they're lefties and commies, okay, and dirty hippies. Yeah. And so we need to go after them. So that started the whole war on drugs. So it was never about the drug. It was never about marijuana itself. Because after he commissioned the Schaefer Report, okay, and they came out and said, no, there's no difference between people that use marijuana and people that don't use marijuana. There's no reason for it to be decrim- for it to remain illegal. It should be decriminalized. He ignored that completely and funded the DEA and started the war on drugs. Yeah. So it's never been about drugs. It's always been about police power and, and government control, okay, trying to, con- trying to control and suppress dissent. That's where that $7.7 billion comes into play. Right, right. <laughs> so all of those people who are prohibitionists, okay, that's what they're motivated by. Okay? Oh, yeah. They're not motivated by, oh, it's a horrible drug. You can talk all day about, is it good, is it bad? The bottom line is, should we put people in jail for it? No, absolutely not. And you shouldn't. Okay? It's a plant. <laughs> well, it's... besides that, and I'm sorry, I didn't no, mean to interrupt. Ahead. No, go ahead. But the whole idea, prohibition doesn't work. It did not work. It was a complete failure with alcohol. Okay, and we changed it. The, the war on drugs is the exact same thing. Only it's a plant, okay, and other drugs as opposed to a liquid drug. You have to look at that pro, <coughs> you know, prohibition of alcohol, what it created. Right, it created the violence. Mafia. Yeah, it, it, it created, created the mafia and yeah. mur- murder and death. You know, it's, drive-bys. Look, look what. Okay, so now we have prohibition on cannabis, which we've had for the last, you know, whatever seventy years or whatever, and it's. It, look what happened. What did we get? We got El Chapo. <laughs> we got the Mexican exactly. cartels. Exactly. I mean, it's the same thing. One of the, and this is a little off subject. When I was in Chicago, I was working in a real old building, and they took us down to the basement. They showed us a bunch of the speakeasies, and it was one of the, and it was one of the coolest things. And they were telling us some of the facts about, you know, because Chicago was at the forefront of, uh, you know, prohibition and and the things that they did. But I mean, it's the same way now. I mean, we're they're they're going to find it. They're going to have it. Oh yeah, but they he, think by putting everybody in jail for for a small amount, or or even they're not distributing. They're not trying to. They don't have like you know hundred you know hundred pounds or thousand pounds in a semi truck right. or whatever. Yeah. And I and I think that's the problem is is our laws, no, things have not evolved. None at all. No. Well, in, in a lot in a lot of ways they have not. In a lot of ways they have. Obviously, I I honestly okay. I'm 65 years old. I thought I would go to my grave with marijuana still being illegal throughout the entire country. So I'm flabbergasted 
when you when you stop and, and back up and, and look at it historically, the big picture, I'm flabbergasted that so many states around the country have realized it's stupid to put people in jail for this, and there are medicinal val- benefits. And regardless of what all the prohibitions say, it does have medicinal <coughs> benefits. It's got medicinal benefits. People have been using marijuana since 2700 B.C. is the first documented use. Well, you, you look at like all the old medicine bottles. Yes. And yeah, it's exactly. back in the 1800s and it's like, you know, cannabis, you know, whatever. And it's... It, you can go online. I ask anybody that's listening to the podcast, go online and put in cannabis as a medicine and you'll see a lot of images, including oh, yeah. ones from Eli Lilly, yeah. about cannabis extract. It was part of the U.S. pharmacopoeia from, you know, through the 20s and 30s into the 40s. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to realize that, you know, a lot of the medicines that you're getting nowadays, you know, the amount of studies that have been done on that medicine, like they may have only done like four or five studies mm-hmm. on those medicines. Cannabis has had over 20,000 studies done on it. Right. And every one of them have came back positive. Well, there's been some studies. I mean, generally speaking, yes. There have been some well, studies yeah, to mean, show there are there's there's a small amount. Yeah. There are. It does have some negative effects, but not enough negative effects to, real, to say, hey, we should put you in jail because no, of that. No, absolutely that's not. Absolutely the not. most common one is a reoccurring bronchitis. That's the, that's that's basically that's the only one that's I've seen in the that's, five different studies I've seen from 2014 to 16. Yeah. It's, that, it's, Reoccurring bronchitis. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're still putting a, a warm substance if you smoke it right. into your lungs. So I mean, you, obviously that's that it's can not, cause some. Right. It's not help, but it's uh, you know there's ways to vaporize it. Yes. As absolutely. Well. Yeah. And then you can eat it. They rank <clears throat> mar- it. they rank it as a schedule one yep. above prescription opiates like Vicodin, OxyContin that were linked to more than 180,000 deaths from 1999 to 2015. Yeah. It's really, and, and in terms of the studies, it, it, the war on drugs is really, and people don't understand this, particularly people who are not involved in cannabis at all, but it's really insidious uh, the way that they've set this up because they've got the DEA, and the DEA says, oh, you know, there's no, like you said, a Schedule One, there's no accepted medical use, according to the people that they say. They say that it's only going to be the FDA, okay, mm-hmm. that is going to be able to do this, and we're not going to let the FDA study it because, all right, it's ill, it's it's a dangerous drug. Yeah. And the other government agencies, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, right? It's their mission, their their stated mission, okay, to talk about and dissuade people from using marijuana and to avoid any positive discussions about marijuana at all. Okay. Wow. Or cannabis. <laughs> so it's a it's a catch twenty two. It's a circle. So there's like you mentioned, there's I've, there in that book I left you, there's twenty two thousand different studies that have been done worldwide, particularly in Israel. About the effects of cannabis. Well, right? That's where a lot of it. That's where a lot of it started, right? Right. right. I can't remember that doctor's name, but I, I remember I had watched a documentary and right. it was talking about him, and he said he was telling the story about how he first was able to get some cannabis to to be able mm-hmm. to study it, and because he went to the Israeli government to say, you know, well, I think we, you know, I want to study this, and, and they him. gave him the go ahead, and he said he literally had to just go find somebody who sold it <laughs> and buy it, and he said he walked home with it in a grocery bag, just down the street. <laughs> With a bag full of pot. <laughs> yeah. So the thing of it is, is that the uh, anybody who has any remote uh, experience, uh, even anecdotally with marijuana, knows that it's nowhere near as dangerous as heroin uh, or cocaine, oh, no. which is Schedule Two. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, I had a I had a um, a, sur- a sinus surgery here as back in '09, I believe, and um, 
when I got done, you know, the, my doctor was telling me, you know, the, what all he had done, you know, like as far right. as, you know, step-by-step process. And he told me, like, he got to a certain point and he was like, and I used a little bit of cocaine on your nose to do this. And I went, whoa, wait a minute. What? Yeah. He yeah. goes, he's like, he was like, what, which part? I was like, you put cocaine in my nose. And he says, well, yeah, it helps cauterize the, yeah. to stop the bleeding. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. How is it's this? Got, yeah, it's got medicinal benefits. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Not that. <clears throat> but so um there, there's so many different ways <laughs> oh, there, we could we could we, we, we could talk about this. this for weeks and weeks we and could weeks. we but absolutely that, could but once again I, I think i keep coming back to it's uh you know should we put should we put people in jail for using a plant and the answer is almost always no it doesn't there's no justification from a moral standpoint from a political standpoint from a philosophical standpoint to do this oh absolutely i, I mean I, I firmly believe that um you know as far as as what, what can we do in like let's let's just say the state of Indiana because me and you both know that this is going to be one of the hardest states to get this. <laughs> well, it it is, and and we're under no illusions that this is going to be immediate. I, I, Normal's been working on this literally for forty years here in yeah. Indiana. Uh, we are seeing more and more uh, activity, and as you mentioned earlier, um, there's. Five or six different bills that are yeah. being introduced in the legislature today. I think I think some of them have to do with the, the hemp bill, and then and then right. the, I think, I think CBDs. Like, yeah, and I think there's uh, the rest of them are medical, you know, stuff Med- like that. Medical CBD. Model. The the biggest thing that, that you can do, and this goes uh, not only for this issue but any other issue uh, that people are you know uh, upset about the election results, is you need to get involved. You need uh, the political system we've got is an imperfect system. Uh, but it's the only system we've got. So unless you're going to go out and start throwing bombs and shooting people and burning down buildings in, in the revolution, okay, yeah. uh, the only other way is to work through the system. And that means talking to your legislators, writing letters to the editor, uh, talking to your county prosecutors and finding out what's going on in your particular county. Uh, join normal. Mm-hmm. All right, Come to our meetings. We have meetings uh, the first, the third Saturday of every month at 3601 North Pennsylvania. And we're trying to get more people involved, more young people uh, to do, you know, to let people know that, hey, the, the, the idea about marijuana being a horrible thing is a misnomer, that prohibition is a complete failure, Yep. Uh, and we need to do some things to change. So contact your legislator uh, and get involved. That's, yeah, that's the best thing to do. I mean, I feel, I feel like some people, like I, I don't have a problem talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll talk to I'll talk you know about it with with anybody. I mean, it doesn't you know I, mean, I don't I don't care you know because I, I'm 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 old enough to not care. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, wait till you retire, buddy. Then you yeah, really won't care. <laughs> it's, you know, I, it's my opinion. You know, whether you agree with it or not, you know, I, I'll. But I'm also young enough to argue it <laughs> to a point where it's you know I'm almost an asshole. But um, <laughs> you know, I I still feel like a lot of people find it uh, that it's taboo to talk about. You know, like people who don't, who don't believe like me or people who haven't had an experience with it. Right. They, they still, you know, instead of, you know, taking some time and maybe, you know, going on the internet, we know we have this internet that has all the information you could ever imagine on it. It's stupendous. And you can go on there and you can do your own research, you know, look at some of these studies that have been done, you know, look at the outcomes Mm -hmm. of the tests that have been done, you know, see that it, that it can, that it can kill some cancers, you know, see, Mm -hmm. (laughs) see that it can help with PTSD, right. You know, see all this stuff. Don't just take what you've learned over your life and say, well, that's it, mm-hmm. you know, well, because it's not. Yeah. 
and it goes back to what you're talking about too. There's at least two sides to every every argument. Um, but you're right. I think it's interesting because I'm 65, so my age group, my demographic, baby boomers, um, obviously, a lot of us are familiar with with cannabis and uh, have been involved with it for a while. But a lot of them ha- have not. Uh, I think people of your generation, okay, are a lot more open to talking about it. Okay, it's yeah. not as taboo. But we get two things working against us. First of all, um, it's a controversial subject. Right? Yep. There's still a lot of uh, hush hush about it. That's becoming less and less all of the time. Yeah. Uh, but here in Indiana, we're a very conservative state. Okay, people are reluctant to get involved on any issue. Right? Oh yeah. Let alone something as controversial. And a lot of people. When we have booths out, like at the Indiana State Fair, I'd come back and they and they didn't want to sign up because they were afraid that the Indiana police, the state police, or the <laughs> local police are going to find out and come knocking on their door. Yeah. So that's one of the and that's is one of the hidden um, uh, horrors of the whole war on drugs is the that fear factor, okay, and uh, the paranoia that's that's driven by the fact that it's illegal. Yeah. I know. I know a lot of people that have said, "Hey, you know my my." Uh, mother, my grandfather, whatever, older person in my family is sick and they're doing chemotherapy and they'd love to be able to use marijuana, but hey, it's against the law, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to do that. So, Well, the, I, th- I think uh, I think Willie Nelson said that the most dangerous thing you can do with cannabis is get caught with it. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and there's, there's a lot of truth in that. But so. I, I feel like if, if, if you're not going to use it, and you do want to get involved, but you do have that, you know, that fear, okay, where well, is the police going to come knocking on my door? Well, if you don't use it, then you're not going to have a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let them come. Let them yeah. search your house. And, you're not going to find nothing. And the, and the heck of it is is that the, uh, the study after study, they just did, I don't know if you guys looked at the WTHR study. It was on the internet. No, I didn't look at that. I don't think so. This came out uh, last December, I think, uh, was by uh, – uh, and they found, you know, the vast majority, 60 or 70% of – People at Hoosiers want to have changes to yeah. the marijuana laws. I did. I did see that. Actually, I think I did see that. Yeah. Where it was, and now uh, the stat I saw the other day. I mean, it was closer to like it was over seventy. Yeah, and all the all the people, and I I talked. I've been talking about this for years with different people, and uh, people say, "Hey, I just get it legalized and get it over with, and stop this stuff. It's crazy to do that." So people, <laughs> even people, I don't smoke it, I don't like it, I don't care, but stop this. Yeah, I think Daniel Tosh said that he's like, yeah, we should. He goes, yeah, we should legalize uh, marijuana, and everybody claps like, so the stoners have nothing to bitch about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to play devil's advocate just for a minute. Here, <laughs> no, go ahead. Is I think what I think what hurts is is like a lot of things is is how how it's portrayed, not by the negative media, but by how it's like. If you, if you're a parent and then you look at how some of it's portrayed in music videos, oh, how absolutely. it's portrayed in music, yep, and it and then right. that that doesn't help the image of it because it's like yeah. okay, so you Snoop, guys, Snoop Dogg smoking a big blunt, with right. some stripper yeah, like like I always say, like I always say, forties, yeah, yeah, forty in a blunt, yeah, but I think that's where we. Uh, it's always perception over reality is we always, mm-hmm. we can make it do spin any way we want. My main point is about it is, uh, do I want to see people walk around the middle of the streets smoking? No, I don't. But I want us to look at if people are dying, people are in pain. If, if, you know, if something happens to one of my relatives and it can better their life instead of shoving down more and more pills down their throat or that's, that's, I want to explore that. Yeah, right. But, but I mean, that's where I'm coming from on it, and and that's where I'm very open minded to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If it's if we need to look at what's best 
what for everybody what if it can help it can help good lord i mean if we took a whatever we could do to make something better we need to try it but yeah. we don't no. yeah just start- the, the same way i see like you know these quit smoking things and stuff like that like hey you know when i see these commercials i'm, I'm always like okay what's your program to help people quit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah that's it's that stupid truth one yeah it drives me insane <laughs> well my my biggest i guess my biggest beef with it is you know and it's it's mainly you know back to being for being legalized medicinally is you know you've watched all these you know documentaries and dr sanjay gupta you know all this stuff and you see you know these kids who are fighting seizures who are fighting all this stuff epilepsy epilepsy and you know these people like you said earlier about the doctor or someone's having 20 you know 20 a day Mm -hmm. i mean you got kids that are having more than that and you give them this one little CBD, not even THC, right. giving them CBD, and it's knocking them down to none, right? Like almost immediately. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And so, then the thing that's interesting too is here in the Indiana legislature last year, I think they passed a, ball, a bill uh, that allowed for um, um, off-label uses of uh, un, uh, untested drugs. Okay, for for terminal patients. Okay, so they're saying, hey, listen. If you've got some, like you were saying, you know, BJ, if you've got some horrible disease and uh, you can use unapproved therapies to try and, and save your life, which yep. is only real. But if they're going to do that, why would they not at least consider medical marijuana, which has tons of proven yep. benefits for it? Okay? Yep. And it's because that countercultural police power, um, you know, crushing dissent yep. thing. Yeah, because I think, you know, we talk about the CBD and, you know, I don't, I don't want people to get the idea that. It's just the CBD that works. Um, you know, a lot of the studies that have been done, you know, you've had to have both, you know, THC and CBD. Like as far as like the cancers go, right. like the cancer <clears throat> didn't didn't respond to strictly CBD as well as it did with the THC also. Yeah. With cannabis, you've got a um, what's called you've got. You know, I forget the exact number, but uh, several hundred different cannabinoids, including THC, okay, CBD, CBA, and numerous, numerous others. And which, which doesn't your body already produce? Yeah, your body has the endocannabinoid system, though. Yeah. So there's receptors within your brain that are, are specifically designed yep. for THC okay, yep. and cannabinoids. But the, one of the situations they found out, yes, the CBD oil is effective in a lot of cases. But there's also what they call the entourage effect, okay, which means when you take – CBD, it has this effect. When you take CBD and you have THC and some other cannabinoids, okay, that increases boosted, yeah. right? So it's not just that one isolated chemical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I, there's I, – I should have I should have brought up more, more studies on this. <laughs> well, BJ the, always gets at me because I don't do research, and I should have brought well, a little more research my, on this. But. You know, and I, I was doing some research, you know, because I wanted to be prepared coming in and, and talk with you guys. But – I think the biggest uh, argument, okay, and the reason for it is not so much the the specifics. And when the, this is the problem when you get into a prohibitionist and you get into, oh, well, this particular study said that, and a particular study said that. There was a study that came out uh, from the Indiana Sheriff or the, the Sheriff some of the Sheriffs Association out in Colorado talking about how horrible it was and arrests are up and all the, you know, emergency room uh, visits are up and all that kind of stuff. And it's it did are cherry picking. The various you know bits and pieces out of the studies, and only yeah. looking at it from from one way. For example, people that uh, get hospitalized, all right, have an accident, and they take their blood. Well, if oh. they if they find any 
amount of marijuana it's put in as, hey, they're in there for marijuana, even though they could have been dead drunk or they could have used marijuana five days ago yeah. and they had no impact at all, but they're still reporting that as a marijuana problem. And which, which we found out, um, you know, because the, the rumor always was that if you smoked, if you smoked cannabis, it was in your system for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was doing a little bit of research and I came across this, it was, a, it was a, you know, just a chart. And it actually told you, like, if you, if you had, you know, if you used it, you know, like once a week, mm-hmm. or if you use, you know, or, or all the way to somebody who uses it a lot. And it, like, it gave you the exact amount of days it would stay in your system depending on your weight, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your fat cell count, right. which is where THC is stored. Exactly. And somebody with, you know, zero, zero fat count that, you know, may have, may smoke it occasionally like it's only going to stay in your system like five days five right. to ten days right but somebody who you know is you know weighs you know 300 pounds you know if you use it occasionally it may stay in your system 45 days right right so and i don't think people understand that well and that's and that's why uh that's the danger you get into when you when you start to talk about all the different you know studies and data and everything else because regardless of all of that the bottom line is even if it did and there are some people that get addicted to it, just like to get addicted to, to other things. There are some people that are going to have some But it's a different problems. addiction. Well, yeah. But, and there's some people that are going to develop uh, uh, you know, psychological problems because yeah. of that. But that still doesn't mean that they should arrest people for it. Oh, absolutely and not. So, that's, so I, I really try and, and focus on the philosophical, the larger picture. And one of the things you think about is let's assume, okay, for sake, for sake of argument, okay, that marijuana really is as bad as they say. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's going to destroy your life. It's going to make you an idiot. You're going to lose your your uh, motivation to do anything, and you know, it's going to give you cancer and all that. If that's true, let's say, if that really is true, okay, wouldn't you want to do everything you can to regulate that and try and keep that away from kids? Yeah. Okay. So then you should regulate it. It should be legal and controlled. All right. Right now, it's completely uncontrolled. Yeah. Anybody can go buy pot. High schoolers in this state. Okay, anywhere around the country can go and find marijuana easier than they can find alcohol. Oh yeah, because alcohol is legal and regulated and controlled. Yeah. Yep. All right. They so, even say that that the <clears throat> teen uh, teen use of cannabis in Colorado has dropped dramatically right. since they legalized it. Right. You know, one one you know, okay, so we we legalized it and you know we're we're controlling it. Exactly. On the other hand, it's it's no longer cool. Right, this because is the forbidden fruit thing, okay? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. well, I tell you, boy, when I first started smoking pot back in 1970, I said, like, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I'm fighting the man. You yeah, know, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. And you, when you take that forbidden fruit away, that's a huge motivator. It's like, yeah, it's like when I went to Colorado and I went to a dispensary. You know, I was thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a eureka moment. It's going to be like, oh, my God, look at yeah. the pot. You know, and you get in there and it's like, Mm, it's no big deal. It's like when you were a kid and you went to a liquor store and you'd look at the liquor store and you think, oh my God, look at all those bottles. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Green. So I'm going to get one of those. I'm going to get one of those. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so wonderful. And then when you get old enough to buy liquor, you go and you go, yeah, I, I'll, you know, I want some of this. I want some of that. It's not yeah. a big deal. It's all yeah. of a sudden the thrill just went out of it. And that's exactly yeah. how it was for me when I went into this. I was, 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 like, was going to ask you that. Yeah. I was like, have you had a chance <laughs> to go out there? Because, like, <laughs> you know, in my mind, you know, of course, I, I, haven't, I haven't been able to use cannabis uh, for coming up on 11 years, the oh. 23rd of this month <laughs> but who's counting <laughs> <laughs> so you know in, in my remembering uh, your wedding anniversary <laughs> uh, you remember the important things in your life my wife doesn't listen to this so i can say that <laughs> right. thank but, god <laughs> you know i i you know i kind of saw it as you know 
I would go out and I'd walk in and it would be that, you know, it would the room would light up, right. you know, and, and, and the angels would come singing from the heavens right. and be exactly. singing, you know, be, be singing some, some fog oh. hat or something coming down at me. But I mean, that, but you're, you're right. You know, it's because now it's not forbidden. You know, right. you it's, go it's, to Colorado like, and it's not forbidden. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's normal, normal. Yeah, now everybody's at the local quickie mart all sitting down in the chips aisle, eating all the chips, sitting there on the ground. I mean, come right. on. Yeah, we got. I mean, there's a lot of stereotypes that need to be removed. <laughs> well, yeah, when, and when you stop and think, guys like Carl Sagan, okay, who who went on record talking about how marijuana really helped him be more creative and and think outside the box, and how wonderful it was for him. You know, it's not Cheech and Chong anymore, and yeah. uh, the uh, people, the prohibitionists, want to continue to say that they're still talking about. You know, one of the biggest one of the biggest problems we have here in Indiana is with the. Uh, County uh, Defenders Association, the association uh-huh. of all the county prosecuting attorneys. Yep. yep. And they're still, you know, hey, it's a dangerous drug. It's a gateway drug. Okay. Uh, well, there's no reason for it to be legal. Well, it's because they're benefiting from it. It's, yeah. it's in their best interest to keep it illegal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're getting paid. They're getting paid, they're, and they're getting people into when you get arrested, okay, and for a small amount, okay, they're in, you're into the criminal justice system. They're going to make you be on probation. They're going to make you take drug classes. It's a, it's a moneymaker for them yeah. from the person that got arrested. And also they get subsidized by the federal government. Yeah. Well, they say, they say they're like <clears throat> the amount of kids that are in um, more or less rehab for pot. Well, it's, you know, it's because they're, they're given the option. They're, yeah, exactly. They're exactly. getting the option. Do you want to go to jail or do you want to go into rehab? In this re- yeah, this rehab program. Right? <laughs> um, uh, my name's Aaron. I, I am an al- <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> I, I'm an addict. <laughs> I'll play that game. I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. Well, and, and part of that too, when you get into it, and, uh, is you know how much you say. When are you going to say, "I love Big Brother"? Yeah. You know, I love Big Brother. I'll do it. Yeah. Say, I love Big Brother. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. There, there's there's an objective truth out there, and uh, and we need to try and pursue that whenever we can. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I. Um, <clears throat> Uh, you know, there's. I've watched a lot of documentaries. Yeah, you know, I'm a documentary guy. BJ's a movie guy. Um, <laughs> you know, I. Uh, I just watched a documentary on uh, escorts in uh, United Kingdom. <laughs> was that on Netflix? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, say, yeah. It wasn't enough flesh for me. I couldn't <laughs> right that one. I, know. So. I couldn't understand what she was saying either. <laughs> and my wife watched some shit. Watch uh, some documentary. It was called Life After Porn. I just sat down. And I was like, "You didn't. You didn't wait for me. I watched I, that one. I, I would have watched that. Did you, honey? I still don't know. That's right up my alley. I still don't know what happened on that show. But apparently, I, she was she was all about it. But, yeah. but. Um, but no, I, I did want to give a couple um, a couple things for people. You know, if you don't want to actually sit down and go to Google and type in do your research, I I do have a couple documentaries. Uh-huh. I'm sure we've all watched them. We all know what what they entail. Um, but I, d- I just want to give a couple, you know, areas that people can go sit down. You can watch this stuff. You know, you can share this stuff on social media. Um, but I got a couple documentaries. They're not, you know, real long documentaries, hour to two hours long. Um, but they are very informative. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they go over probably a lot of the, well, they do go over a lot of the same stuff we've talked about here today. Um, but I, I, it'll give you a starting point. Exactly. Um, exactly. And probably the the very first one you should watch uh, would be Culture High. Um, Culture High is a great documentary. Um, it it is more into you know the health benefits, 
um, you know, stopping the seizures of kids. Uh, I mean, just, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in it. Um, but there, there is, there is a part in there. I want to say it's about halfway to three quarters of the way through there, where there's a there's a young boy. Um, I can't. I want to say he's like five or six, seven, something like that. Has never said I love you. Has never said Dad. Mm-hmm. Has never said anything because he's been having so many seizures every day. The kid cannot function. Mm-hmm. You know, the parents had had enough. Kind of like you know, same story BJ was talking about. Um, but his dad gives him the you know CBD, mm-hmm. and it's a, I mean a, like a miracle. Right, his seizures stop. Now the kid can like he he finally was able to swim in a pool in the front yard, right. you know, and had never done that in his entire life. Yeah, and, and the thing of it is, is even if that is just anecdotal evidence, and I know that's not a you know double blind clinical trial. Yeah. Okay, doesn't that in and of even if it's like you said, even if it helped one it just person, one. why isn't that worth investigating? And exactly. that's the problem I've got with the Indiana legislature yep. is that for years they've said no, we're not even going to talk about it. Yep. Right, and they're the ones that talk so much about personal freedom. Okay, yeah. less government getting yep. out of people's getting the government out of people's affairs, and then turn around and do this. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so it's that's no, a, yeah. that's a big problem I've got with. And, it. and we saw how well that worked out in uh, I think Scott County, where the right. yeah, where the basically doctors were writing scripts like crazy for sexual favors. Maybe not right. all in Scott County. But then, then guess what? They dried up the pills, and they started using actual heroin. Right. Yeah. And then AIDS went through the roof. So we wait till things get at its worst, and instead of and then scream that there's a big war, and then jump on it with all kind of extreme measures. Yeah. Then there's some guy standing up here saying, "If I was elected, this was what I would do." No, dude. Like, well, people will find a way, no matter what, to get what they need. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. And the heck of it is with marijuana and cannabis, it can help. On the front end and on the back end, and for those people who are on a chronic pain, I was—I can't tell you how many dozens and dozens of people came up to me and said, "I was on, you know, oxycontin. I was on Vicodin. And I was on Percocet. I was on what a laundry list of these chemicals." And once I started using marijuana, or cannabis, I got off of those. I was able to yeah. reduce them. All right. Yep. So you're going to prevent people from having to start opioids to start with to get on that addiction train, okay? On the back end, when they or if they are addicted, it will help the the marijuana and cannabis will actually help them get off. All right, it helps reduce the impact of the withdrawal symptoms. Oh yeah, absolutely. And also for those people with PTSD, it's it's helpful. Now why? And this may be one of the reasons, one of the things that really pushes this over. In Indiana, okay? It's because you've got a veteran who's saying, hey, it has helped me. Yeah. I had PTSD. I had a lot of different problems, and this has helped me. Why would you not allow me as a veteran to do that? Yeah. Okay. He served our country. He should be able to do whatever he exactly. wants. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, so yeah, so so back to, that, back to the documentaries. Right. Uh, Culture High, I would recommend you watch it first. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, it's going to make you sad and it's going to make you kind of <laughs> wonder what the hell are we doing right. because this isn't right. Um, and then I want you to go in and I want you to watch uh, The Union. And The Union is more of um, – gives you a lot of facts. Uh, you know, not just, okay, well, it helped this kid, it helped this kid. You know, it, it gives you – it gives you a lot of just a lot of facts about cannabis and about you know why it's illegal, um, you know how all that got started and it has to do with way back in the day and you know mm-hmm. cotton and it's it's a long story. Just watch it; it's a good right. show. Um, but then I want you to go in and I want you to watch. Um, there's a documentary done by CNN with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta, yeah. And I want you to watch one, number one first and watch yeah. them in order. Watch number one, then watch two, then watch three. Yeah. Because you'll see, you'll 
I'm not going to tell you why, but um, you'll see the dramatic change in a doctor. In a doctor's opinion. In a doctor's opinion from one to three. And if you can watch all those and still think, well, it it still needs to be legal. Yeah. then something's fucking wrong with you. So. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I will say, I do know that Culture High uh, is still on Netflix. Uh, the Union uh, is, for some reason, is no longer still on Netflix. Uh, but you can find it on YouTube. Uh, you go on YouTube, just type in The Union. Uh, you'll see it. It talks, you know, you can read the description. Mm-hmm. It talks about cannabis. Right. Uh, but then uh, the, the Dr. Sanjay Gupta, I believe it might be on some... Um, Oh, on-demand stuff still uh, mm-hmm. from CNN, but if not, it's also on YouTube, uh, so you can check those out. Yeah, I think the San- Sanjay Gupta one is particularly enlightening because he was, you know, adamantly against it. Adam fraud, yep, and he's real prohibitionist. And then we started investigating, like you said, BJ, keeping an open mind and looking at it. And he's at 180 degrees. He says, "Yeah, this we should absolutely legalize this." So, oh, absolutely. It's yeah. I, I <laughs> fun topic, it, isn't it? It just, it, <laughs> I, you know, man, it. And, you know, all things aside, we just bullshit for a minute. You know, I I used it and I, I was able to I was able to use cannabis for about five years. And, you know, there is uh, in my bloodline, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, addiction, I guess, blood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's I'm very yeah. susceptible to yeah. addiction. Right. There's, there's some genetic uh, yeah, factors. There, 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 there is. And, you know, I it. Like I'm a I'm a very like I have to be do something now. I probably got a little ADHD yeah. in me, yeah. and I I always I, I could never sit still. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up, my dad was always like, he's like, man, just just set it sit still and relax, yeah, yeah. Just sit still and relax. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah. I was so always just, thinking of no, yeah. hitting the clouds and stuff. Yeah. I was always just so jacked up. You know, I mean, that's why. I mean, I was into extreme sports. You know, I wakeboard, I snowboard. <laughs> you know, I, I I was in a little skateboard, a little BMX for a while. You know, I played you know football. You know, I, sports where I could just energetic and but it yeah. but it made me but that stuff calmed me down. You know, because I was but. And I, I remember, you know, one of the first few times that, you know, I used cannabis and I was actually able to just sit down and watch TV. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, it really, I remember doing it. I remember I was at a buddy's house and I remember doing it and it just, I just sat down yeah. and I was just like, he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, nothing, Watch man. TV and What's eat some TV? Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> What's on TV, you know? And it, it, it just, it allowed me to relax. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, you know, and even though, you know, I've, I've been, I haven't used it in a long time, you know, due to work, um, it almost kind of taught me how to calm down. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? It, it you know, I, cause I, I can remember like what that felt like and like what was going on in my mind that allowed me to just kind of sit down and relax. Right. Now I am getting a little bit older, <laughs> you know, and all that extreme sports stuff that's tore my body up. And now I'm in it's pain. It's harder to do that now. Now I'm in pain a lot of times. So now I wish I could have some cannabis because I am in a lot of pain a well, lot of times. It's, um, yeah, I, I'm, I empathize with you guys and it's too bad that, that you can't because it's a wonderful, wonderful substance and it's done wonderfully for me for 40 years now. Yeah. So. I, I just remember, you know, when... Um, I remember how excited I got when Colorado, you know, passed it and it was going to be legalized. <laughs> Thank and I, it was like I was on my phone oh, like yeah. every other day, like, well, That's what are they right. saying about Indiana? Are we going that way too, you know? Well, and, and when you stop and think about it, by almost every measure 
that's been a fantastic success. Okay. Oh yeah. If it wasn't, I mean the. Uh, business revenues are up. There's seven hundred million dollars worth of sales. They've got seventy million dollars worth of tax revenue. Okay, they've got. They're they're funding schools. Uh, rents are up. Okay, uh, warehouse space vacancies are up. Businesses up in general. Employment's up. By every economic measure, this has been a gold mine. Oh yeah, for Colorado. Absolutely. Okay? Oh yeah, and not and there's a lot of prohibitions are going to say, oh, but it's horrible. You know, this and that and the other thing. There's always going to be some problems with everything, but in balance, this has been by far, and you can talk to people in Colorado, by far a very, very positive experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> they what what really what really sets it off in my mind that you know makes me think that, and everybody should think that it's not that it's not as bad as what they've always made it out to be. Yeah. You know, it's <clears throat> it's you know, teen teen use is down. DUIs right. is down, right? Um, and even opioid use is down, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's a that's a that's a bigger point to make than exactly you know, anything else. Because exactly. I mean, look at all the people that are dying from using you know opioids, opioids. that are leading to heroin, that right. are leading to you know shooting up fentanyl or whatever the hell it's been. You know, yeah, yeah, very very bad stuff. So I mean, it's I really think you know as a society we 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 should all you know take a step back and. Reevaluate how we're thinking about this. Well, and hell of it is, uh, you know, many years, a couple of years ago, when this whole thing was exploding with Colorado and everything, I was I was in a bookstore. All right, I was in Barnes and Noble, yeah. and I looked down, and it was a National Geographic. Now, you guys don't understand, National Geographic, for decades and decades, has been the gold standard for public information about science. Okay, mm-hmm. extremely well respected, as mainstream as you can get. You know, with a with a gold with a yellow you know border and everything. And they had a big marijuana leaf on the front about marijuana. <laughs> and I just about peed my pants. It was to, to, you know, because that used to be the kind of thing you'd go to, high, to the, yeah. you know, the, the local head shop, you know, yeah. and, and sneak a copy and stuff. Get a high time. And, and to, so to see a mainstream journal like that, okay, and then also articles in Time and others talking about marijuana, it's starting to come out, it's starting to get away from that. You know, um, hysteria and stereotypes you were talking about, yep. and becoming more mainstream. A lot, almost like we talked about, we cited that you know study in Indiana where up seventy percent of the people want to change. I think that's about the same across the country. The vast majority of people say it's ridiculous yeah. to try and do this. And when you stop and think about it, the drug war is a complete failure. There's more drugs available now at lower price and greater purity than ever when they started the war on drugs a trillion years ago. And there's so many millions and billions of people in, ba- in jail for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I just we try to please all the constituents at once, and you can do that because you're doing it at the price of people. Right. So, I mean, you, every time they try to pass a bill, they try to add more stuff on the bottom, more stuff on the bottom. Like, hey, we'll pass this, but then we're going to tie in five things at the bottom. Oh, exactly. That, yeah. That's going to, you know, that's... Well, one of the things, perfect example is that is they, for years and years, and they've been trying to get some reform to the Indiana Penal Code. What well, hadn't changed since the 1970s. Well, two years ago, they passed and made some changes, one of which changed the... Uh, classification of marijuana slightly, not much to really make any effect. Well, just last year, the Indiana State Prosecuting Attorneys Council went back to try and increase the penalties. They keep yes. thinking yep. they want to increase the penalties because if we keep making it so uh, costly for these people to, to uh, you know, sell the stuff, sell drugs or marijuana, anything, that it's going to stop. Well, it's not. Okay, as long as they're as long as it's illegal, okay, there's going to be money to be made from it, yeah. okay, and that's going to draw people to do that. Yep, it's like you said earlier, BJ, people. Guess what? People like alcohol. 
Okay. Yeah. People like drugs. People really like marijuana. Yeah. All right. If this is going to be a free democratic society, you should let people do that. Because the offsetting evils, there's more evil from keeping it illegal and the police presence, okay, and spying on people and throwing people in jail than there is any harm that's, that's done by having it legal. Yeah, because some cops in certain parts of the country actually want, want these statues lowered a little bit. Well, I, I seen a stat the other day that said um, a third of, you know, police officers in, in the country want it legalized. And they, and they will not arrest you, you know, even today, you know, if it's illegal in your state, there's a third – you know, of the officers across the country that will not arrest you. You know, they might take it, you know. Confiscate it. Confiscate right. it, but they're not going to arrest you. I, I think mean, that's I great mean, if they would really do that. That's they're, wonderful. You know, like with, um, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, of course, getting into CPS and that shit, that's a whole different ballgame. But um, oh, that, even, see, that's another, that's, even some of those, they don't, you know, I, I kind of had a little bit of an insider you know, view into that. And they even said, like a lot of the you know the people who work for them even say that they really don't want you to waste your time on yeah harassing people harassing parents, people who, parents who, who, might smoke marijuana. who use marijuana because right. they they I mean they even know they know that like you know there's kids out here that are like there was a kid like I think I seen in the news here a couple of years ago where there she was 12 and she was feral. Because her parent, you know, they put her in a room and let her right. shit in the floor, and you right, know, right. It's like yeah. l- let's worry about that person. Let's not worry about the parent who may come home at night, you know, smoke, pot, smoke a joint. But he's they got go a to job, bed. and he's you know, exactly he's doing fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a. But and then you also have the other states where, you know, a parent smokes a joint and the kid goes to school and says, "Well, you know, my mommy uses a plant to, you know, help her sleep at night," and then now that kid's with somebody else. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So and that and that's that's one of the hidden um, factors of the drug war that people don't think about. It's a cascading effect of all this bad stuff, and uh, it's just completely out of out of control. Oh, it absolutely is. It, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I I hope I hope uh, the people who have listened today, you know, can at least take take something away from this <laughs> to you know do you know go do some research, you know, and, right. and like you say, you know. Uh, you know, call your representatives, and we, we'd really like to get people involved in uh, Indiana Normal. As I mentioned, we've got uh, a meeting coming up next uh, Saturday, the twenty-first. Our office is at thirty-six zero one uh, North Pennsylvania. We want to come and uh, see what we're doing and get involved. Uh, go on the website, uh, get some information. Uh, you can join, become a member on the website. If you don't want to get involved with Normal, at least become an, uh, interested and uh, informed about. The uh, the issue there's as I mentioned there's two other organizations great organizations uh, the Higher Fellowship which is uh, pushing for marijuana legalization and also uh, the uh, Hoosier Veterans for Marijuana one of the things that's coming up I do need to mention maybe you've got it on the web on the there you know, there's on February 9th at the Indiana State go to higherfellowship.com see if you can find okay uh, there's going to be uh, February 9th at the Indiana State uh, State House. There's a uh, discussion about the marijuana um, legalization efforts that Karen Tallian is putting on. So we uh, Higher Fellowship Indiana, I think is what it was. Yeah. They've they've been doing a great job going around to each one of the counties to uh, talk about that. So get online and, and research that February 9th at the state house and uh, come down and support the uh, efforts to have medical marijuana. Uh, county tour, uh, town hall, town hall, and cannabis. Maybe that's it. This is phenomenal with the uh, the. I know. There you go. Forty three inch monitor. 
Yeah, yeah, the foot-inch monitor is really cool. My TV is that big. So, yeah, so a, a town hall on cannabis legalization, uh, 229-2017, 1230 to 2, Indiana State House at the main floor. That's at 200 West Washington Street. Uh, we got some, uh, looks like, read, read, uh, Senator Jim Tomes is going to be there. Okay, Chairman. Uh, Lake County Councilman Jamal Washington. Uh, Senator Talian, which is... Uh, uh, the hero. The hero, God bless her, and then Jeff Staker is a retired Marine Corps uh, person that's uh, involved in Hoosier Veterans for Medical Cannabis. So, yeah, you can check you can check these websites out. Uh, the, uh, I Normal, uh, their Indiana Normal is uh, just inormal dot com. Uh, also, go check out thehigherfellowship dot org. Uh, check them out. That's what we're looking at right now. It's, uh, and then the Hoosier Veterans for down the Hoosier oh. down, see down the lawmakers down down the middle there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pretending they've got yep. Facebook.com. So there's a bunch of, uh, there is some activity. A lot of organizations are getting more involved with this. So uh, we uh, want you to desperately get involved and uh, Absolutely. try and change the law. So you can go on iNormal, you can become a member. Um, like I said, you'll get to uh, just just get to help. <laughs> get to, get help. help. That's the help. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting the so, word out. So, well. all right. Well, I believe uh, if you've got anything else to add, Mr. BJ. No, I just think that we presented both sides a little bit. I mean, because we already know the dis- the detractors on it, but at least try to give a positive side or a right. e- educated right. side to saying it should just be legal. Why yeah. it should be? Well, <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, and, here's why. And we're not we're making we, we make no bones about it. Okay, there are some people that will have problems with it. There are some people who have problems with everything. So there's, we need to be we need to be cognizant of that and there, not downplay that. There's people who have problems with Tylenol PM. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which has actually caused more deaths than cannabis ever. Just, just want to get right, let me let me give you that little stat. For those of you who don't know and maybe think I'm full of shit, um, there has actually never been a single a single death from cannabis overdose yeah. in the history of cannabis. Right. Zero. It cannot kill you. You can't do it. I, <clears throat> I believe it's uh, something like, um, was it like 15,000 15, pounds in 15 minutes you would have to yeah, smoke? You're going to get a headache. It's, and, it's, and there's, it's, no, it's, there's no lethal lethal and one, one thing i do want to point out because this is my favorite little fact and uh, a lot of this can be found online but um they uh one of the one of the big ones that that i, th- I feel like people really uh hang on to is that cannabis kills brain cells oh yeah, yeah and you know there there was a study done back years you know years ago i think it was, was in the 50s was that in I the 50s well the I, I know they've done some in israel but. some of it was part of the schaefer report too i believe but anyway um, cannabis has actually been seen. I believe there was another study that was done, I think in 2014 in Canada, where they sh- it showed through an MRI that, you know, the cannabis was actually helping to regrow brain cells. Yeah, and, and in certain parts of the brain where traumatic head injury comes in, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, but everybody then resorts back to, well, the government said that it kills brain cells. Yeah. Well, and, I've, and I know we've said this a lot of times, but... <laughs> Your government's lying to you. How that study was done uh, is what you need to look into. Well, and also who authored the study as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what they actually did was they took a bunch of monkeys <laughs> and they pump, put put gas masks on them yeah. and pumped in the equivalent of sixty five joints of marijuana, you know, of cannabis smoke uh, into them in three minutes. Um, and over time, you know, did this over several months and. Over time, 
they died because they went brain dead. <laughs> they had the reality. Well, let's let's think about what what we what your brain needs to make it function. Oxygen. Number one, one would be oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> so over months at a time, if you go three minutes a day and don't take in any oxygen, your brain's going to be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. So, but you can look into that. A lot of that's in uh, some of the documentaries and stuff too. Um, which I'll give you those again. That's uh, watch. Uh, uh, Culture High, The Union, and uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta's uh, Weed 1 Through 3, the CNN documentary. So two fun things I came across, because, you know, we, we like to uh, have fun. Home Weed Delivery is about to launch in New York City. Oh, God. <laughs> it's actually through, uh, thanks to, I think it's Vero, V-I-R-E-O, Health. New Yorkers can add some more something more to their list. And then the second thing I found funny when I was doing research for this was, transportation agencies are really sick of people still in 420 mile marker all right we get it 420 get it quit stealing road signs because guess what taxpayers have to pay for the damn tax sign exactly uh and then the last thing was uh in canada issued a a weed recall so basically if you got some bad weed they called it back and they were going to replace it for the people What's what? Have you heard much about that? What's going on? What's going to go on in Canada? They, not nothing more than the preliminary reports that Trudeau was going to uh, legalize marijuana throughout yeah. or legalize cannabis throughout uh, Canada. But I did see they just um, just arrested Mark and Jody Emery. Did you see that? No. They yeah. For some reason here, that I want to say that was like two or three weeks ago. For some reason, um, they went in and arrested him for something else. Yeah, in Canada, because yeah. Mark Mark Emery spit. What five years in prison here in the states? Oh yeah, that was the guy that was yeah. yeah. The the yeah. when you when you really you know think get into and read some of the things that the DEA has done, it's really despicable Gestapo type. Oh, it is absolutely is it absolutely so, is. So, <clears throat> but well, this um, has been very helpful, guys. I really appreciate hey, that you come on I, and talk. This has I been absolutely fun. love that you so, came on, man. I was and that's yeah, and that's one thing that we've is you know we have our people we know on our buddies on and stuff like that but this is what we love to do is is interview people and 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 try to give them a platform without you know because a lot of times is when you watch the news or i don't care what channel you watch that's not the point but it's always attack attack go back attack oh, yeah. just let people talk and actually yeah. mm-hmm. yep. just let them say what they need to say yeah i mean i i, I hope uh we didn't I, I tried not to talk because I, I want. I knew that you were going to have way more information than what I ever would. No, I got a lot. I, I Trash just, I can talk. That's for I sure. just. Uh, I, I just. I just hope I we we allowed him to get his message across um, and get 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 uh, get good information out to. It was a good time. I enjoyed myself. I, I did, I, man. I, I can sit here and listen to him talk for days. He's got some. He's got some great stories, but we won't. We won't talk about those on air. Maybe another day. <laughs> no, really. Th- once again, thanks very much. Really appreciate. Really appreciate the uh, chance to talk about normal what we do and uh, yeah. the cause in general. So absolutely, man. Hats We'd off love, to you guys. Love to have you back so, on uh, sometime. But so real fast before we cut off here, we yeah. uh, we redid the studio. Well, Aaron redid the studio, and um, you want to tell him we got like a few minutes here. Tell him about the table real fast. About the oh, table. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, we, we we wanted to revamp the studio. You know, we wanted to get a little soundproofing. You know, and I thought we need an awesome table. And which which <laughs> yeah. it's about seventy five percent done right now. If you know um, Aaron, like I had no involvement in this whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I I know how to use a tape measure, um, but I, I guess sometimes I must think that it's wrong and. 
So I made this table, right? And um, it's awesome. It is awesome. Oh, it I is. It's, it. a, it's an it. awesome it's a great table. table. It, it is really. I, you know, I, I was I was very impressed with myself. You know, I've built some small stuff before, but I've never built a table like this. And um, so anyway, it's a very tight squeeze to get from downstairs to upstairs where the studio is. And um, I, I just didn't really take that into account when I was building this thing. And uh, so, you know, it, I, it sat in my garage, you know, for a couple of weeks, getting it, you know, put together and sanded and finished together, you know. And so I had BJ come over uh, yesterday uh, on Saturday and, uh, you know, we were going to bring it up. So we get it up the stairs and now giving you uh, this table probably weighs, I want to say close to 100 pounds, maybe more. Mm-hmm. I mean, which isn't. I mean, actually, maybe more now. It was pretty heavy. But anyway, you know, it's top heavy. You know, I mean, it's a table. <laughs> so we get it up to the top of the steps, and uh, we can't get it in the door. <laughs> and BJ is standing, you know, like seven steps down holding the 200 pound table above his head and we can't get it in the door grabbing pictures off the wall because i'm like he's he's holding the table grabbing pictures off the wall and handing them to my wife because i keep thinking she's gonna be pissed we screw up we're gonna smash this picture and oh man and so we finally decide that we're gonna have to stand the table up spin it completely around in the hallway which it only misses the light in the hallway by about a half an inch so we get it spun around. Then we got to lay this dude back down, 200-pound table, back down the stairs, and then bring it in. Well, we get it brought in, and we had to turn the legs uh, a different way so it would come in, right, which would be there's a wall right there. Uh-huh. We get it in. We can't get the back legs in because there's a closet right right on this wall over here, and we were missing going in that closet by three inches. Uh-huh. We ended up having to unscrew part of the legs and and remotely bend them, bend them out a little bit, just enough to get the slide into the room. Well, it's it's a beautiful table. It's what about thirty inches, thirty six inches wide. Yeah, it's thirty six wide, and I, I want to say it's six over. Foot? Oh, it's over seven feet. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's staying here if you move. Yeah, yeah. If anybody so. buys my house, you're getting a table. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming out. You're I'm just another one. You you hire someone else. Yeah, it looks to do very that. nice, very professional. I appreciate so. it, man. It's it's uh, it turned out a lot better than I actually thought it would. That's so, awesome. but um, with that, uh, I want to thank Jack for coming in and, and uh, the guys from iNormal. I think you can, uh, like I said, the website is uh, iNormal.com or or iNormal.org. We've got both of them. So okay, yeah. um, and then uh, they're also on uh, Facebook. They are on Twitter. Uh, you can, uh, believe uh, Facebook is Indiana is uh, Indiana Normal. I don't know if we're on name. Twitter yet, but that's one of the things. Oh, okay, I thought I saw uh, there was I could an be, but they are. There. Are they? Oh, okay, 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 okay. I guess I'm not hip on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't believe they're on Instagram. Um, I think I'm, I maybe I looked nah. one day. I don't think so. There's really nothing to put yeah. for that on there. But anyway, um, but that's uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter. That's uh, at Smugcast Show. Uh, we are also on Instagram. That's uh, Smugcast underscore. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, you can find us. Uh, just type in Smugcast. Uh, you'll see our beautiful mugs. Um, you have any questions, you can hit us up on t- on uh, the email. That's SmugcastShow at gmail.com. Uh, also, got to thank some sponsors. Got to thank uh, Range Nutrition. Uh, they are a disabled veteran-owned company. Uh, they do make all-natural sports nutrition products, and they are freaking amazing. BJ's taking a little testosterone booster, feeling like he's 18 again. Steph, Absolutely. Steph's, you have low T, do you, BJ? Steph's wondering <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> 
But you can use uh, promo code SMUGCAST at checkout, and you will get 15% off your order. Uh, also, got to thank Repo Records. Uh, they they hooked us up over the holidays. Our studio is looking top-notch. I mean, it's it's uh, they, they really helped us out. That's uh, Repo Records taking the music back. Uh, also, got to thank Jay's Wings and Seafood over on the east side of Indianapolis, man. That is, it is phenomenal. Is it? You, uh, you pop in there, order, tell them Smugcast, they get 10% off your order. So, with and the, that. And then I can be reached at uh, oh, yeah. on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Or to give our personal stuff yeah, out. At, at the BJ Robbins on Twitter. I believe I am at Smugcast underscore AP. And then I, uh, unfortunately, have a Facebook page now. <laughs> but yeah yeah we finally got bj on on facebook but that's it's all good anyway all right so uh i guess that's it jack you got anything else buddy no i really appreciate uh once again thanks very much for letting me yeah, come man, on. I appreciate it. Fun. i loved it absolutely. great great look forward absolutely. to doing it again sometime oh yeah absolutely yeah. all right well all right, thanks a lot with that this is smug cast stay smug